This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, our crew continues the exploration of the world's worst petting zoo. And they find out not all animals should be pet. So one thing I'm having a lot of fun with in this adventure is these are what we like to call in the business a very long day. And I tell you, this is a crazy, crazy adventure. James L. Sutter, you did a great job with this adventure because they're doing this zoo in one day. There is no rest. They cannot rest. I mean, yeah, I guess they probably could if they really wanted to, but it actually says in the adventure, like, they can't rest. They have to do all of this in one day. I really enjoy putting adventurers to the limit of what they expect. Because, well, a couple things. First of all, I think Pathfinder 2nd Edition can handle it. Because you have 10-minute rests and because you have focus points, a lot of abilities, they recharge. So you can wait 10 minutes or if you need to heal an hour. It's not that big of a deal. The other thing I'm going to say is they're in Absalom. They can get anything they want. If they decided they need to get some more healing potions, they can go get more healing potions. If they decided, you know what, I need to get a magic weapon, they can go get a magic weapon and come back in 30 minutes and continue the encounters. This is a unique environment. So I think making them do 10, 12 encounters in one day is not an impossible task. Difficult task, yes. Impossible, no. And I am gonna tell you that this is a common occurrence. I love putting PCs on the clock. Anyone who's listened to my other podcasts, you'll know I do this all the time. Because if you don't put PCs on the clock, well, then where is the tension? Where is the drama? Where is the rush? Otherwise, I can just sit there and like, okay, we're going to do one room every day for a week until we clear the dungeon, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's not a fun game. You have to put pressure on the PCs. There has to be stakes. There has to be a reason for them to move forward and get done as quickly as possible. And, well, they did it for me. That's great. I didn't even have to come up with anything. They just, well, they're told, you know, animals are running amok and they're killing people, so you better take care of it and you can't go on a, you know, eight-hour rest while the animals are running loose. This is your job. Go do it. And they do this everywhere. I tell you, this adventure, it only lasts for three months, approximately. So, in theory, they can go from level 1 all the way to level 20 in a month or two. Maybe three months. This might be the world's record for the fastest leveling I'm ever going to see 
ever in the history of any role-playing game. And I'm going to put it to a challenge to see how damn fast I can have these guys level up. I can tell you already they have more than enough experience for level 2. So without giving anything away, if they survive today, they will go to sleep and wake up tomorrow and be level 2. So in one day, they gain the level. So there we go. Now, one thing I like to use these intros for is to talk about, you know, the game in general and what I'm thinking and what I like about it. But I also give you some background on rules and how they work. So one thing you're going to hear a lot in this episode is flat checks. Now, flat checks is a nice thing they added to Pathfinder 2nd Edition because in all prior versions of Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinders, they always just gave you a chance. And we used to do this thing, you hear this a lot in Dead Sons, where, oh, there's a 20% chance. And then people would roll, you know, D100. And they would, they would roll, oh, I don't know, a 10. And they'd say, oh, I made it because I was going low. And then they would roll a 90 the next time. And they'd say, oh, I made it because that time I was going high. It was never codified. Like, are you rolling low or are you rolling high? If there's a 25% chance, does that mean a 1 to 25 makes it? or a 75 to zero make it like wh which way do you go they took care of that it's all gone and chris actually i think is upset because he really loved rolling the d100 and always changing whether it's high or low we have tons of arguments in the dead sons podcast about this of how you should be rolling percentage chances whether it's correct to roll them high or low well flat check is it's just a d20 and you got to roll that number or higher that's it so if it's the flat check dc 15 you roll a d20 and if it's 15 or higher you pass that's it there's no more arguments there's no more d100s in fact as far as i know i've been playing pathfinder 2 now for about a year and a half but i've never ever seen a d100 come up ever i don't even think it exists anymore i'm gonna have to check the book but I can't think of a single instance where I've actually seen the D100. They replaced the D100 with the flat check of the D20. And to be honest, you know what? A D20 is more than enough. If you're getting so granular that you need to roll something at like 83%, you know, fine. Just just make it, uh, you roll a 16 or higher, you know, or a 17 or higher. There you go. You know, you don't need to get that crazy. You really don't. And that's one of the many things I do like about Pathfinder 2 is that they took a lot of these nebulous rules and codified them so that you don't like, you know, have arguments on the table of how flat checks work or how percentages work or things like that. And it does make the game go a lot faster. If you notice us playing this versus Dead Sons, we are flying on this adventure. It's just really going fast. I'm very impressed from what I see from uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition so far. But with that, let's get to this week's show notes. So first of all, do make sure you check out the Roll for Combat RPG Superstar 2020 contest because it is over and we have picked all the winners. We have 101 winners. We have everything from the grand prize winner all the way down to the bronze, but they're all cool. If you made it to the top 101, then you had a good monster. It was simple as that. And now comes the fun part. We get to make the book. That's right, we're going to be coming out with a Roll for Combat Battle Zoo Bestiary, which will have all 101 monsters from the contest in that bestiary with artwork. All the monsters are going to be updated. I have some of the best editors and authors from Paizo and role-playing in general to help out with this book because they're better at this than I am. So I have all the professionals coming in to help me make this book. This book is going to come out in early 2021, so we'll have all the monsters 
all of them updated, plus some new mechanics and some new things. I'm just going to say things in the book that you can use in your game. Now, I'm being very conscious to make sure that these new mechanics fit in perfectly with the existing Pathfinder 2 universe. Now, what do I mean by that? Is that I sometimes don't love third-party material. They sort of, I don't know, exist in their own little world outside of Pathfinder. It's that it's almost like a pocket dimension where they have a lot of cool things, but it doesn't fit very elegantly into the Pathfinder world. They almost like are an add-on, if you will. Well, what I'm doing and the people I'm working with, we are using all the mechanics, everything in Pathfinder 2, and we're using everything that's already built, and we're just adding more to it. It would almost be the equivalent of getting a Paizo book in the sense that anything you're already using in your game, you can very easily use our new monsters and new mechanics in your game. You don't need to really learn new systems. You're not going to have to learn new rules. It'll be very easy, very fast. You'll be able to just jump in, use it, get out. And I'm very conscious of that. And we've talked quite a bit with the editors to make sure that it is Pathfinder 2 compliant in the easiest and strictest sense. So be on the lookout for that. It is expected to come out early 2021. You can check out the website. We're going to be posting updates all the time. We'll post like new pictures. We'll post new monsters. We'll give you some updates as to what we're developing. So you can see the whole process from beginning to end. In addition, do check out the Discord channel if you haven't already. We talk spoilers, you can talk RPG Superstar, you can play games. We have over 350 plus, I don't even know there's so many now, Pathfinder 2, Starfinder, Pathfinder games, really anything. Anything you want to play on there. But just go to discord.rollforcombat.com, you can check all that out. And finally, if you want to listen to the show live, just join our Patreon. And at $10, you can listen to us live. And check it out. Just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com or for five bucks, you can get all the shows early. That's right, every single show early. And of course, we have things above that. And you can play games with us, you can hang out with us, you can get free t shirts. There's a lot of cool things. So check that out at patreon.rollforcombat.com. And don't forget, do check out Jason's column where he recaps every single episode of every single podcast ever including this one and he can tell you what he was thinking while he was playing the game just go to rollforcombat.com just click on the talking combat section and that is where all of our columns are jason has the bird's eye view for agents of edge watch and we have the sideshow for three ring adventure so make sure you check those out but with that let's get to this week's exciting episode All right, so let's, let's head over here, I guess. Yeah, let's get to the uh, more free stuff. <laughs> John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human something. Okay, so as you walk, as you walk by those other cages, he actually will come out with you. Remy will come out with you. As you walk by the cage carts, you can see that these various creatures fill those rolling cages, many of them howling and agitated behind the bars of their enclosures. Aww. You see the statue of a monkey leaning out of one cage, its stone arm extended between the bars. Mm. And Remy runs over and says, Oh no, 
not Bingo! Oh no! Big Tooth, what did you do? Big Tooth? Ugh. Yeah, there's a person that he did that to also, by the way. Just saying. What? Chris Beamer is playing Lo Mang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. A merchant. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you, if you get him over here, I think I can take care of that. We have some solves, I guess. I guess don't take the solve of anti-paralysis. I'm going to need that for the merchant. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, out, yeah. he's out in the front courtyard. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Okay. Ah, oh, well, I guess I have to put it on the person. Oh, oh, bingo, bingo. What did you do? Why did you reach for Big Tooth? You never got along. I know that, but looks like you got your comeuppance. <laughs> and he looks at the other animals, and, and sure enough, you can look around, and Basil notices something. That's odd. Do you know what Basil notices? What? Or what did I notice? You notice that there is an iguana with a fake gem glued to its forehead. It looks like Nella was here and perhaps giving them tips on how to create fanciful magical animals. <laughs> magical in air quotes, by the way. Wait, Nella? Wait, who's Nella, the kind of subpar druid from our uh, Black Lodge game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nella's famous tours that always ended up with dogs painted with stripes. And right. they, she would like. Apparently, this is the DIY basilisk. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So you could tell half of these are fake, and some of them are just. There actually are lions and some tigers around. Did you and... glue antlers to a dog? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I, I heard there was this druid going around, and she was doing it. And. It sounded like a good idea. What was her name? Nula? Nala? I've heard stories along those lines. Uh, yeah, it was like Nula's Adventure Tours, and I, I went on one. If she ever comes to Absalom, we'll have her up on charges, but, that, but you really shouldn't be following her example. You know, I went on one of her tours, and, you know, a lot of people didn't like it, but I got a lot of ideas. I actually thought it was pretty pretty shrewd what she did, so I'm using them here. Well, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business, and I don't know that you're breaking the law, but perhaps you should reconsider what sort of anim- animals you ha- you're putting on display here. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, but that's more for Mr. Knight if we ever, when we ever, whenever we find him. Yes, right. yes, that's Mr. Knight. I tell you, what ended up happening, and as you're walking towards these animals, and you see, he's sort of like looking at the cages, making sure they're okay, and he, he's apologizing to him. He's like, I can't feed you yet. I don't know if the, I don't know if the feed's been tainted either. I don't want any of you eating each other. Just, just hold on. He's trying to like calm them down, just trying to talk to them all. And he says, you know, you know, so what I, you know, what happened is I was refilling the water for all the creatures in the zoo in the main building, and I was making the rounds with their dinner, and then I opened up the door, and then Rusty, Rusty never ever leaves his enclosure, and then he just he just attacked me and broke free, and once he broke free, he started to like go crazy on the cages and started to rust them. And they started to escape, and I did my best. I really did, but obviously, uh, I, I just couldn't keep everything intact. In I was able to, I was able to do what I could, and I was just hoping that someone could take care of it. But again, Mister Knight, it's his fault. I tell you. Yes. Well, well, we'll be speaking with him. 
Yeah, stay safe, and we'll see what we can find out and sit and check the rest of the buildings. Okay. Well, and then he walks you over. He says, "This, this is over here. This is this is the veterinarian's wagon." And then, and he moves over. And then this wagon here. This is the manager's office. The um, the manager's office. This door's locked, and I, I don't have the key, so I'm just mm. letting you know. And, and um, and then this, the veterinarian's office, it, it's locked as well, but I, I can open this up for you if you hold on a second. It's fine. I, I, I yep. actually have a question. What What is the animal to the south of me? Oh, that? He walks over. It's like, well, there's a goat in the corner, and that's, uh, that's an otter. Oh, I like the otter. Yeah, this is a rare land otter. Uh, unlike the water otters, which mostly hang out in the water, the land otter really likes to hang out in land and dirt. It kind of uses dirt almost like it would water. Like and a land shark? Yes, oh, yes. Nice. Old land sharks? They're very rare. Uh, yes, and can be quite dangerous. Yes, I'm very impressed with your knowledge of the nature world, Mr. Lomang. Uh, thank you. It's almost like you were just recently trained in nature. Oh, uh, yes. I spent many years training in nature. Many no. years. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you can come and become my assistant if this doesn't work out for you. Well, let's get this under control here. So let's open this up and let's see what we got in here. Because okay. we're probably going to need some of this stuff to take care of that. Okay. He, he, opens, up, he, op he opens up the doors. And inside the room... You see an unusually large set of double doors leading to this wooden wagon. Inside, a low, oversized metal operating table takes up most of the center of the windowless space. Cabinets, assorted surgical implements, and a few high bookshelves with slim, leather-bound volumes line three of the walls. A fold-down bunk occupies the west wall over a large trunk. The whole place is spotlessly clean and rakes of very strong spirits. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, spirits as in alcohol. As right, like, yeah. Yes. And All the good spirits. It says, well, yes, this is this is where From maintained the health of all the zoo creatures and to to a lesser degree, um, the workers as well. Like as I would I would often get scratches and nicks taking care of the animals and she would often, you know, treat me up very well. Uh, she she was she was very nice. I had no problem with her. Is there like a supply chest or something? Yes, yes. And he shows you goes through the various cupboards, and he says, "Here we go. Here's here's where we care the creatures. And there's both magical and mundane. And there's like you know you can see alcohol, wipes, bandages, you know standard things that you have on yourselves even. And ninety five um, respirators." Yes, and sure enough, um, she goes on to point out here, here's some um, minor healing potions. There's five of them. Um, he, like, pulls out. This is a wand of command. If one of you want to use this, uh, here's the solve of anti-paralysis. I think I'm going to need that. Here's a, a vial of lesser antidote and another one vial of uh, lesser anti-plague, a scroll of charm, and a scroll will speak with animals. If, feel free. If, if you need them more than we do right now to to take care of these animals, I think it's I think it's only fair. Basil, as a Basil, as someone who's been trained in the law, is furiously scribbling a receipt for all of this. Yes, of course. 
so anyhow, he, he goes on to point out, um, and if you look at the books, you can see there's lots of books on how to treat animals. Uh, there's books on the anatomy of unusual creatures. There's just a lot of books. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, best of all, all the books appear to specifically talk about the animals here in the zoo. So sure enough, there's one for rust monster. There's one for an owlbear. There's one for, well, pretty much everything. In the Is zoo. there anything like a treatment log to see what animals had been in here recently? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Could we look at that and see if there's any mention of the black mouth stuff or any sort of other things that's like the last few entries of the log the last entry from the log was from a week ago oh right she left a week ago so she probably would have been around for that so let's i'd say let's do a thorough search also and just see if we can find any clues in here because she's uh, she's a person of interest like the uh the water had a distinct smell right seth lipton is playing gomez a goblin elementalist sorcerer correct all right can i can i like I'll, I'll go through the jars and vials and stuff and see if I smell any of them that have that smell and see if I can find it. Okay. Anyone else want to do anything? It's not that large of a room. I mean, so probably a good, you know, if all five of you kind of look around a good 10, 20 minutes, you'll be able to pretty much yeah. attack this place. Let's do that. Yeah. It's not really Dougie's place. He doesn't know so. anything. Well, Dougie can't really fit in there. It's not big enough for all five. Of you. <laughs> yeah. So oh, four of you can fit. Go watch the and, otter. Yeah, you go watch the otter and make friends with it. Gomez smells all the concoctions. Nothing is even close. And you would be able to smell it right away because this place is spotlessly clean. Like, it is surgical clean. So there's no way you smell anything that's even close to it. And throughout this whole time, Remy's going on to explain that she she was a good person. She loved the animals as much as I did. In fact, the only thing she probably loved more than the animals was Mr. Knight. Um, mm. you, you keep looking around, and uh, Basil finds under the clothes in a trunk um, a diary. Oh, all right. Bum, Let's... bum, bum. Let's uh, take a look at the the last pages of the diary. You skim through the diary, and you can tell that this is definitely a woman of science. It puts in incredible detail, clinical detail, of her illicit, scandalous affair with Mr. Archibald Knight. Oh wow. my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah that's that's actually all it really has i mean you keep going through it um it doesn't really have any information about like the animals or anything like that it just seems to be a detailed entry of every aspect of her affair in surprising analysis Um, wow yes um hmm. well i'm a little torn here because having an affair on its own isn't a crime and it's not really even any of our business on the other hand there is something generally fishy going on and it might become evidence later so maybe we should hold on to it for safekeeping yes as long as you as long as you give a receipt you may if you wish yeah we're gonna hold on to this as well okay 
And in addition, Lomang goes through the books as well as Basil. And the books just have notes on the animals, entertainers. Um, again, lots of information on anatomy and the treatment of various unusual creatures. However, reading this now gives you knowledge and insight as to, well, the creatures that you haven't fought. So now you know all about them in detail, if you wish. So when you do fight them, you will know exactly what they do and how they do it. Yeah, I was going to say that would be something we should do research. That's good. All right. Yes. Um, all right. So if we're done in here, I think we got to search uh, Mr. Knight's uh, tr- uh, caravan thing. Sure. Let's go. Remy brings you outside right. and he says, again, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have the key to... I have the key, and I pull out a crowbar. Uh, (laughs) Let's try something a little more finesseful. Uh, Three, two, four to base, uh, requesting expedited warrant. (laughs) 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 I I tap my little comm badge or whatever. I'm going to pull out my thieves' tools and try to pick the lock. Really? Well! Very interesting that a man of... I make a mental note of that. Lomang is surrounded by trickery, I yeah. tell you. You learn a few things when dealing with the criminal element. Feel free to make your thievery check on your own. I do not need to uh, do that for you. It's one of the few checks that are not secret. Ironically, thievery was always secret, now it's not. And you roll a 10. Ooh. Well, the good news is nothing bad happens, as there's no traps. Um, the only risk thieves... would be breaking my tools. Right, uh, but you did not break your tools, so try again. 13! We'll, we'll get there eventually. We're sneaking up on it. Can't do it with an audience. 19. There we go. Maybe. Click. Yay. Okay, you managed to uh, open the door. It wasn't too bad. It actually, it was a pretty crappy lock. Alright, I put away my crowbar. I'm like... Maybe next. Maybe next time next on the time, crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you open up the door. Inside this wagon is a cluttered office. Its walls and furniture covered in old bills, annotated maps of nations around the Inner Sea region, and books featuring illustrations of various strange creatures. A narrow fold-out bed stands against one wall, while a large wooden desk fills the rest of the space to the north. All right, let's get in there and search around. Yeah, that's uh, not a Dougie task. Let's start with the desk. Basil notices, before he even steps in, there's a thin layer of dust covering everything, which means no one has been in here for at least a week, if not more. Uh Uh-oh. Or it's a trap! That checks out with him having left a week ago. Um... All right. Well, yeah. That, that, all that tells me is that we should get to where the loose an- rest of the loose animals are. Let's do a quick search of the those. desk and see if we can figure out where he went, because we probably do need to, somebody will need to track him down and let him know what's going on with his menagerie. Sure. You um, look at the desk. I mean, we'll make it quick though. Yeah, it's easy. You you as quickly as you can open up. You open up the desk. And there appears to be, you know, some maps covered with Archibald's notations showing where the menagerie has been to the past. And it even has future venues. And you can see that the menagerie does move around quite a bit. 
that it is a traveling menagerie, so that checks out. Um, inside the bottom drawer, you find a bunch of things. You find a leather satchel that has gold, copper, and silver in it. You also find a, well, it looks like a claw from an owlbear. You see a blowgun. You see three darts. You see a, what you think is a Tanglefoot bag. And you also see an a unsent letter to what you believe is Archibald's wife, Lauren Knight. That is what you find. Is the letter sealed? It is not. I'd like to read the letter. You read the letter. It is a curt declaration telling her that the marriage is over. <gasps> hmm. A woman scorned. Hmm. Well, it's unsent. So. It is unsent. It's true. Yes. All right. Um, well, we should probably we're going to add the Tanglefoot bag to our receipt. Yep. And take that and take that with us. Do we think the blowgun would be necessary? I don't necessarily see much use for it. No, they might be have a tranquilizer darts though, right? And do the darts seem like they have anything on they them? They might be. Does Let's, anyone uh, uh, detect magic or have magic ability? I have <laughs> pretty much everything on on the magic fronts. So arcane, occult. I think I have both of them. Detect magic though? Do you have? Actually, maybe uh, Gomez. Do you have detect magic? Uh, actually, wait. Do I? It doesn't matter. Um, Basil, no, I, read, I could read aura. I could read the auras. On even things. even better. That's actually better than detect magic. Yeah, I could read aura. Well, Basil looks at the darts and realizes that those are sleep darts, magical sleep darts. Three of them. Oh, we're adding this to the list of the, the IOU then. We can put one of these creatures. Remy's, asleep. Remy's like. Again, take what you need. If sleep darts, great. Anything to not hurt the animals. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. The thing. What kind We're leaving of, the money where it is, though. We're not what kind of money. skill do you need for blowgun, though? Blowgun is a simple weapon. Oh, okay, good. Wow. Who takes that? Do you mind if I take that? Take it, take it. Take it. Go okay. for it. Um, we're gonna. How much is the money, just in case? So, I mean, we're not gonna take it. But we fifty-five should... gold pieces worth of money. I'm going to make a note of that in my notebook. So if anything yeah. goes missing, so Remy doesn't is not tempted to uh, take it because he's the only other person who knows. Well, no. And, All right. Well, um, and and Basil does know that that Albert claw is a magical item of some sort. Ooh, uh, aura. Yeah, it has an aura. Uh, so, 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 so I can read it. Go I'm much to read it. I read it. it. Yeah, it's magical. I mean, it takes ten minutes to identify. And I can say that Basil, um, he got the sleep darts quickly because he assumed they were, and then got them right away. But this one will take a little while. So it's probably not worth our while because we have already got the the Albert already. It, yeah, at some point we are kind of, of like here. getting beyond our jurisdiction too. Yeah. So we F probably need. FYI, my read aura casting time is one minute. Yeah, that's fine. But to identify, it actually is ten minutes. Which can become burdensome when you get like five magic items and you have to literally spend sure. an hour trying to figure it out. So um, that does become an issue. So right now, I'll just say that Basil doing his investigative work and thinking it already was sleep was able to put two and two and quickly figure it out and rolled very well. So he knew it was sleep. 
Uh, as for the rest, yeah, and and you knew what the other ones were because he told you. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, I'm going to tuck the letter in with the diary. But at some point, if we don't have any leads on this, it's not really our business. Right. Uh, correct. All right. Well, I guess at this point, we should probably look for the rest of the animals. I can't use any. I can't use any of the scrolls. Um, but I can hold on to a Tanglefoot bag. I guess I'm good at throwing stuff. Yeah. So let's just go through real quick. The blowgun. Who wants the blowgun? Uh, Basil will take the blowgun. And then I guess you'll take the sleep darts. There's three of them. Oh, yeah. I'll take Tanglefoot bag. Okay, that's a lesser Tanglefoot bag. And that will be Lomang. Five minor healing potions. What are you going to do with those? Oh, those go to us. Yeah. Yeah, we should just... we How about we just divvy them up? Yeah. Same as last time. Except, uh, I guess, let, let me have the extra one. Because I'm kind of healer guy. I'll run around and give it to somebody if you need it. Okay. Do you want to take the anti-plague and the anti-venom? Sure. How about the wand of command? Who can use that? No one. What do you need to be able to use it? I would think some kind of divine caster. Well, wand of command is being able to... You must be able to actually cast the command spell. All right, so that's not us. So you probably... That's a cleric spell, I think. Believe it or not, I've been playing Pathfinder for over a year and yet have used a single wand. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you don't really need the healing wands anymore. Well, plus they only work once a day. And if you use it a second time a day, there's a 50% chance it explodes. So <laughs> yeah, they're not that great. I mean, they're they're spelling a can for once a day. Right. Um, command is Arcane, Divine, and Occult. And it is actually a level one spell. So if you can cast Command, you can use it. It's up to... so. Never know. Can either of you guys cast command? I wonder. I can't. Although Dougie is intrigued by the potion of the talk to animals because he would like to talk to the scroll. It's a scroll. Scroll. Oh. You wanted to talk to the. I want to talk to the otter. Dude, I'll kill that (laughs) otter and make a hat out of it. No, because then you'll be banished from the city. No, not for making a hat out of an otter. That's what no, they're there for. You'll be banished from the city because that's a adorable creature from the from the zoo. <laughs> well, there's a scroll of charm and a scroll of speak with Fantasy animal. World PETA will get after you. We are Fantasy World PETA. That's really funny. You are. So what are you gonna do with you have two scrolls, scroll of charm and scroll of speak with animals. Okay. I mean you could just leave them. Yeah, okay. don't need leave that. them behind. Uh, that's fine. Let me just write that down. Accident, accident. Pathfinders for the ethical treatment of animals. And no one can cast nice. a scroll for communicate with animals, right? And lesser antidote and lesser anti-plague. Oh, the the uh, anti-plague, lesser, and the antidote, lesser. I, I took those. Yeah. Yep. I would okay. think one of you guys could use a command, but maybe not. You probably can. I'll look at it later. And let you I don't know. know. It's not going to really work on an animal either, I don't think. Well, it's it's... Yeah, there's wand of command. Command is good though. Um, like, like if the mechanic is, you got to have it to use it. That says it. You have to have it on your spell list. Correct. Oh, I see. Do you have it on your spell list? I don't know. What are you, sorcerer? I am a sorcerer. You probably do. What type of sorcerer? What what type of? Oh, that's right. I'm not fire anymore. Arcane uh, spell. Well, a cult. Like what type? 
Uh, I think I was an Earth Sorcerer. I think I was like a Rock Sorcerer. Yeah, it's an arcane spell. It bids a creature to approach, run, release. It's primal. If you don't, if you cast primal, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're primal. Then yeah. you can't do it. So E N C. Nope. No, you cannot use Wand of Command. How about Basil? No, I'm not a caster. Oh, I keep seeing you cast lightning. All right, that's a racial. That's a that's a racial ability. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, ancestry feat. It's the proper terminology. That's right. <laughs> You got all the gear. Dougie is playing with the land otter. Remy is going to go run over and take care of the animals for you. And he says, good luck. I'll come back in a little while and see how it goes. Because I need to get them in the cages before they come too. But I, and he has some materials with him. He's like, I'll be able to take care of them and hold them at least for a little while. But try not to hurt anyone, please. Yep, we've been pretty good we'll so far. We can. All right, I guess we should start reconnoitering the building. Yeah, I mean, there's two doors right here. Well, and Remy goes and explains, says, that door up where Lomang is, that's that's where the bastard's cage is, so I don't know if you want to go up there, and that's also where... I don't know where Lomang is. Lomang, where, where, where are you at? He's up at the, at the kind of the elbow of the building. Uh, let's... Sweep from one side and oh, there's more doors down there. Wow, yeah, there's two doors down here. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah, there's at least three sets of doors. Could split up the party. That's a great idea. It's a run over. <laughs> yes. Okay, Gomez is. A They'll never expect position. it. All well, right. They would expect it. They expect you to die. But you yeah. Can do it. They expect you to die. Okay, so crossbow ready. Crossbow ready. Loaded. Alright. And Dougie and Lomang. Oh, who's it? No, that's Gomez. Let's open the doors at once. Gomez likes to be in the front again. Yeah, Gomez is uh, I do not want to be in the front. Well, you're you're right next to the door. There, I fixed it. Okay, so Lomang and I we could do the double crossbow entry. Yes. Alright. Breach, breach, breach. Breach. Execute. Are you gonna open up the door? Yes. We're gonna count simultaneously. To the reptile room, by the way. You can see the entranceway oh. is to the reptile room. Basil, is blow dart ready? I will get the blow dart ready. Yes. I want that blow dart ready. I will load up a blow dart and get ready to use it. <laughs> Where is the pachyderm cage? I didn't see any elephants around here. Nope. Is, is, is the penguin chill? Is he like relaxed? Uh, Remy's going to go take care of the penguin, but he's gotten much more relaxed now okay, that good. the snake is uh, taken care of. We never did check the rest of the water for anything. Um, be, like piranha in there or something. True. Guess we'll find out. Looks like Remy will take care of that. So, you... Are you getting ready to open up the doors? Yes. Oh, yeah. You count down. Three, two, one. And you try to open the doors and they are blocked. And you're <sighs> like... And you're like... Damn it. Both of them? Both of them. Uh, Is this a job for my crowbar? Well, inside you hear people crying out saying, Who's there? Who's there? What do you want? Absalom City Watch, let us in. Let us in. Let us in. Little pigs. Is it safe to come out? Is he care of the yes. animals? I don't know if I would tell them it's safe. I, like, if, if, if there's animals in there, maybe, maybe they should the stay area, in there. The area out here is under control. Yes. The city watch is out here. It is safe. Okay. Okay. 
All right, ho- hold on. Not on my watch. <laughs> oh my god, it's a whole room of whole bunch of people in there. The doors slowly open, and you see a woman peek her head out, and she looks around. And, sure enough, see, and you see your badge, and she yeah. sees you, and she's like, ooh, like yeah. terrified. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but then she looks at Dougie, and she feels much, much better. Oh, yeah. And she sees Remy. She's like, oh, if Remy's out, then things must be okay. Uh, sure enough, this small room is stifling warm, thanks to a large stove in the northeast corner. You see that there's large double doors leading to the north. And they've been barricaded. And obviously, these doors have also been barricaded with heavy pieces of wood stripped from climbing structure shaped like a jungle tree. And to the east, you see the bars of a large cage with back walls painted to resemble a jungle scene that have been rusted through. And to the south, you see several small glass cases containing snakes that hiss and lunge ineffectively at the glass, trying to get at you. And you also see uh, another like half dozen people in the room that looks like it is, well, it looks like that is where Big Bertha, her home used to be. Um, Obviously, the bars have been rusted through, and the southern cages are made of glass, so uh, these snakes are still inside. And they're like, hold on a second, we'll we'll move this out of the way. And they're moving out of the way. And it obviously looks like this is something that the snake would like rest on. It looks like it's actually from the enclosure, and they used it to block the doors. Ah. They're starting to, to move it uh, out of the way. And then um, she's like, thank, thank the lords that you managed to save us. Please, please help us. What's what's been going on? Can you can you tell us? And everyone's like. They're all like, ah, oh, because it's incredibly hot in this room. They're all sweating, they're covered in sweat, stifling hot, and they just want the cool air coming in. They, they're What's enjoying. through these doors to the north? Yeah. Oh, the north. We're not exactly sure. There's been a whole bunch of animals that got loose. We've been barricading ourselves in here, just waiting for, well, you. And they're like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. They're all like like hitting you in the back and clapping on you. And they're all like very thankful that you showed up. And they're like, thank you, thank the watch. Uh, quick, qu- quick question. Do, look at the snakes in the little glass cages. Do they have black stuff around the mouth? Yes, they do. Oh, wow. And they um, seem to be snapping very violently to uh, the point that they're knocking themselves out. They're, like, they're uh-uh. trying to get at you. And Dougie's in one of the cages right now. So oh, I want to move out is that of that. What that cage. is? Okay. Yes. All right. I thought it was a little closet. I thought it was a weird closet. All right. We'll tell the people that uh, the, <laughs> the animals outside have been taken care of. So you should be able to leave if, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, shuffle out in an orderly fashion. Yeah. Do any of you know where the owner or uh, the veterinarian are? They all look at each other and they say, Mr. Knight? Yes. Who knows? He hasn't been around for a week. We, he was he was supposed to be here, especially today. It's just like, today's the first day of the festival. Why isn't he here? They're like, yeah, yeah, this is very unlike him. There's something, something strange. Why is he, did he run away? I know him and Frombo are having an affair. Maybe, 
Maybe they ran away. Maybe they ran to join the circus. Who knows? They're all like super angry. They're just like, it's all his fault. Yeah, it's his fault. Has anybody seen anybody new in the like during the off hours? Have we have we seen anybody new walking around uh, that should have been around? By the way, they introduced themselves. Raza and Talmon are, uh, are are zookeepers, and they actually work with Remy. And the other okay. people are just like ticket takers and helpers um, in the in the fair. Um, no, we we don't know of any of the thinker. And they're like, I mean, there's been a lot of people here. I mean, you've seen what this place is like. I mean, we have pretty good walls, though. I mean, that's both to keep the animals in and to make a little bit of excitement. So you come in and see the animals. Don't want to give away the show free, you know? Right. <laughs> okay. So everybody get out. We got to clear the space out. We got to Are you sure it's safe? Can you yeah. escort us to the front yes. please cuz we don't sure. trust anything. Sure. Okay. Fine. We'll, take, we'll take a minute and walk them out to the gate. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You you're doing an excellent job, I must say. They should they should help the old guy in policing the knocked out animals. Yeah, there's work to be done, so you may want to help Remy. Oh, we we will, we will, and they go outside and they see like everything. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna help Remy." All right, are we ready to go north? Yes, uh, yes. Preemptively go into crane stance because I'm allowed to do that. No, you're not. <sighs> I know. <laughs> you are not allowed to do that, unfortunately. Uh, but you are ready to open Crossbow. the door. Crossbow's ready. Crossbow. You got Crossbow the blow attack. gun. I want my blow gun up. By the way, so also in addition to the two zookeepers, there was uh, some of the people here were actually not just workers, but people visiting the the zoo. Yeah, customers. And there's, there's actually a human man there, and he he says, "Wait, sir, Mr. Watch, um, can, can you help me? I I lost my boy." Uh, oh wait, is this the uh, is this the the little boy that that was rip, ripping up the other store is this the second half of that? Is this the is this the guy? No, no, my my son's name is Jervox. He's he's about six years old, and uh, he and I were here in the fair. And then when the animals got out, we got separated. Ah, uh, could could you help? Can you help find him? I don't know where he is. Yes, I, I fear for the worst. What's his name? Well, my name is Neil, and. My son is Jervox. He he's about six years old. Yeah, he's he's a male human. He's got like blonde hair, and I don't know where he went. Um, he, he pulls out his pouch and he says, "Here, here, it's everything I, I have. I'll give it to you as a reward." And he opens it up. He's like, "17 gold pieces. You find them. It's yours. Please, anything I can do. I just I need to find my boy. Please." I, I don't... Where was the last place you were with him? Well, we were we were up in the north area. We were looking at the owlbear, and that's when the the rust creature he got free, and then he hit the the bars, and the owlbear came out, and it was just pandemonium. And I ran here, and I didn't see where he went. I, I don't know where he is. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out for him and try to find him for you. Okay. Okay. I I appreciate. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right here and. Until you finish yes, clearing we'll, this we'll area. Find him. Right. Okay, thank you, thank you. Doors open. Execute. Yep. Nice. Okay, the doors to the north. Okay. Here comes the big room. Here we go. Loose arrows. Uh-oh. 
I see a gauntlet of sorts. Uh, but I think there's going to be a bunch of empty rooms. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Something right in your face. Oh, no. Oh, that's the killer bunny. It's the killer rabbit with the unicorn horn. The wide hole runs between the wooden double doors to the north and south. To the east, two large barred enclosures stand empty. The bottom several feet of the iron cage is dissolved in a long swath. Their northmost enclosure is strewn with what appears to be statues of rats, mm. while the southern enclosure is covered in straw and pungent dung. To the west, the wall is studded with smaller glass display cases, several of which have been shattered, set a few feet off the floor for easy viewing. You can tell just from here very quickly that ah that's where beak tooth is because it literally says on the top in very fanciful letters beak tooth and then you can see the hyenas and those have been smashed um in addition you see a huge number of bugs there's centipedes spiders scorpions tons of bugs that luckily have not gotten out of the enclosures yet but looks like if they can climb up the glass, they would. And in front of you is a rare creature. It looks like an oversized rabbit with a spiring unicorn horn emerging from its forehead. And as soon as you open the door, it lunges at you and attacks. And by the way, after reading everything and talking to... Mr. Remy, you remember that this magical horn, that any living creature slain by the, the Amadara's horn, immediately becomes petrified with no saving throw, in addition to dying. So, if you die, it's like you're permadeath. dead forever. Wow. Just huh. so I let you know that. Roll for combat! And let's look at the initiative. Oh, it's the bunny rabbit goes first. Yay, bunny. It's not actually a bunny rabbit. It's called the Almir Almiraj. Well, Almiraj. two of us already have a debuff. And I don't know what that it's like. No, 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 no. I put the little pluses on you. That oh, is okay. to let What's me that know mean? that you have used your... Um, lawbreaker badges for the day, so you cannot ah. lay on hands. I'm just okay. doing that. The only one who hasn't is Mr. Basil, who is wisely saving it for when he's about to die. So, I have a quick question about that. The yes. um, mob is so. Can you use that in combat or no? Of course. And is what kind of just do you have to like it's hold exactly it? the same action? Be a as, single action, I would yeah, assume. Single action. If it's basically just the spell, oh, so you don't great. have to like use that's an great to as a it. single no. action. Okay. No. Wow. You, just, you wear it you around just, your neck or have it on yeah, your... Like, you just press... You know what? It's like Star Trek. You just push it and say, Heal me, Scotty! And then you're healed. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of sorry I use it now. Right. Yeah, so like this this little bunny rabbit was ready for you because it's it's dynamite. I tell you, he's dynamite. And who's in front of him? Well, you guys are really crammed in there. It's a really, really tiny room. But Dougie... Oh, Dougie. How little we knew ye. Here comes the horn. He tries to hit you with his horn. He charges. Oh, that's a miss. He tries. He tries to hit you, but <sighs> Dougie, being agile, reflective, Ooh. and fast, jumps out of the way. But horn number two, 
I'm Basil. Hits, Basil. Hits, Dougie, wow. for four points of damage. Why is he attacking Dougie? Dougie is... Because uh, you're in front. You're, there's, 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 little, there's actually nowhere. He can't attack right, well, through the wall. There's All a right. wall there. Oh, no, there's not. There's a door there. Eh, you're a bigger target. And finally... Who has the holy hand grenade of Antioch? That is... I have the sleep dart of Danteok. <laughs> what is the number that thou shalt count to? Okay, he misses once again. So you were hit once with the horn, and you can feel, you can feel that horn. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't ticklish. It definitely kind of sucked. Basil is up next. Now Basil's way in the back. Everyone's in front, but you do see, you do see the bunny. Um, are both doors open at this point? Sure. We'll say both doors are open. I think they they were going to do the double door kick or whatever. I yeah, think. we yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to load the sleep dart into the blowgun. No. Um, I'm just trying to determine whether I should do something risky but sensible and run to the other side of them to avoid like cover from everyone else. Screw it. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And then I'm going to attack with the blowgun. He runs by the bunny, and I'm then... I mean, it doesn't have an attack of opportunity. It does not. <laughs> I and love that they got rid of that. I really do. You're running through the room, and sure enough, you see lots of cages, animals everywhere, centipedes, spiders, scorpions, and other rare bugs. There's also this strange tentacle-nosed creature, but... All of them are still safely encased in their cages, so you're okay. And then you can use your sling, because it's the same difference. So just use your sling for the attack. I do not have the ability to use my intel intelligence. I can't do devise a stratagem, so oh well. Now, if you miss, I'm going to say you hit Thuggy instead. I'm going to hero point that. What? Ooh, I like that. Okay, because uh, a 13, it missed. Oh, that's oh, even worse. No. Wow. It, it, like, bounced off the floor, and you thought, oh, it might ricochet into the rabbit. And instead, it, like, almost hits Lomang and, like, bounces off his armor. And you're like, hey, man, what you doing? That, that, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. Well, that didn't go so well. You have three of them, so mark off. One's gone, two more left, correct? I believe that's correct. Now, Basil, while you were running by, you noticed there was this beetle, a three-foot-long insect with a pair of glowing organs on the back of the abdominal. I'm going to call that a fire beetle. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm calling that. Yeah, yeah, abdomen. Sorry. Abdomen. Yes. There's three foot long insect that boasts a pair of glowing organs on the back of its abdomen. They give off bright light. This is uh, commonly known as a flash beetle. And they're uh, used by beetle. miners and spelunkers because they're safer than torches and less God expensive damn. than lamps. I, I love it. I love the Greeking. It's like it's a yeah. Greek fire beetle. It's <laughs> it excellent. Uh, I, I hope I hope we I hope we, we run into a, like a mind uh, a whipper a mind at one point. <laughs> as, a, as a free as a free action, can I just have yelled out that I saw that to the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going. So it's it's it, it's moving out, and it sees you all, and it's already kind of bright light, and then it does 
Light flash! Whooshing! The flash beetle creates a brilliant flash of light. All creatures in the area must give a DC <clears throat> fortitude save. Everybody give me a fortitude save, including the bunny. Basil fails. Gomez succeeds. The bunny succeeds. Lomang fails. Dougie fails. Oh, God. Those of you who failed, your eyes are overstimulated. You have everything concealed to you for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what concealed means? It ain't terrible, good. I know terrible that. Like 50% mischance, probably, or something? 50% mischance! Yeah. Let's just put it on the person who didn't get it. Let's see. Gomez? Well, Gomez? It's all up to you, baby. Oh, it gets one more action. Oh, God, that's so great. Oh, oh, oh. it's, um, it's going to walk up to Lomang. Hey, Lomang. There's a little beetle in front of you. I have concealment. Dougie, you're blind. I'm blind. I'm blind. Wait, why am I blind? You failed. Well, I'm okay, but he's concealed. You're dazzled. I'm, 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 yeah, he's concealed. I ain't blind. That's different. You're, you're dazzled is the dazzled. correct term. And that means everything is concealed from you attacking it. Well, they really okay. buffed Dazzled because it used to be like only a minus one or something. Uh, wow. All right, well, I guess I'm going to shoot my stupid blow dart at the uh, at the bunny. You don't have a blow dart. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had it out and ready. No, Basil just did it. D How didn't many? you both have it? That's impossible. There's only one blow dart gun. Uh-oh. Only one oh, of you could have it. I thought I had it. I had the dark gun. Yes. Are you, okay, if you're, if you're sure we only had one, I thought I'd been walking around with the dark gun. All right, well, then I had my sword out. I, I can't tell. I, I'm dazzled. It's it's something. It's long and pointy. So I'm going to point this wait, thing. Wait, do you have a maul? You have a two-handed maul. Oh, uh, that's it. Yeah, the maul. Oh, that's wait. It. Actually, guess what? It's not as bad. This is only 20% mischance. So. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. that's a lot better. Yeah, okay, that's so. a lot better. I have a, uh, yeah, I have a maul. Let's see. Uh, you know what I had? I had my heavy crossbow loaded. That's right. Okay. Just just attack with something that's not Basil's or Lomang's. Are you going to try to use Lomang's uh, Furia Blows? Are you going to try to, like, take his fists and so start there's, punching the there's, <laughs> there's no uh, subtract. Um, there's no Just attack. Uh, just attack. Just attack. 21 against the bunny rabbit? Well, here's the good news. You could hit, but let's see you roll a d20. D100. Or... No, d20. It's only d20. It's flat check. There's no d100. That's gone. D20, and you have to oh. hit. You have to roll a five or higher. And you oh, okay. You hit. You hit. Yay. That's you hit the bunny rabbit. D100. And he's two points of damage. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. stupid. That's a heavy crossbow. Yeah. It is 1d10. Well, the other thing is it also has a range of 120 feet. That's why you get a heavy crossbow. Not for the damage. All right, well. Well, good news is it only takes two rounds to reload. So. Yeah, well, forget that. No, I, that's just my opener. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to I drop know. that stupid heavy crossbow on the rabbit, and then I'm going to take my maul. You got one more action. And then I'm going to attack. Okay. Might as well. Minus five. 
He like takes out the heavy crossbow, shoots it, and like barely nicks the rabbit. He's like, this thing sucks. He drops it, takes out the mall. He's like, I'm gonna stop push you. Wow. Just failure. That was a critical right. miss. Gomez, he sees everyone else is like blindly flailing around, but Gomez can see perfectly. What do you do? This is this is, this is awful. All right, I, I plan A. Magic missile. My my version of it. Electric uh, on, arc? On, 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 on the on the rabbit. Just the rabbit. Oh, that's right. Can I get two? Yes. Oh, I can. So I get both. Okay, I figured as much. Forget how my own spells work. The rabbit uh, succeeds. Ooh, and the flash beetle fails. So seven points of damage, half on the rabbit, so it takes three. And you smell fur burning. Like you want some rabbit stew. That's nice. Wait, what? It died already? The flash beetle is no more. You managed wow, was... to electrocute your name. That was good. That I was worried. And it's like flash I... as lights are going back and forth, and it's almost like a little like uh, it's like a disco ball. It's like oh, uh, uh, uh. but it's okay. It's it's only unconscious. But hey, it managed to half blind half of us before we got. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you have one more action, though, uh, Gomez. Yeah, there's not much I can do with it. Um, unless I can, I intimidate the rabbit. You can do by anything yelling you want. at it. Sure. Uh, I'll yell at it and try to intimidate it. Die, rabbit, die. I demoralize you, rabbit. You should give up. Uh, so you do an intimidation check. Sure. And you, you do it. Let's see. 16 against the will DC. And there are serious negatives because you don't speak its language. So it's a minus four. And... You do not succeed. It, um, yeah, th it's... this yeah, this version this version of Gomez does not have the glaring effect. Although it it did get startled for a second, so you like it was shocked that someone so small can yell so much. Lomang, you're up. You're blind. Okay. All right. So first action, crane stance. Okay. I added a new icon for you. For crane stance? Yeah, so here's the one that I have for uh, Rob. His is a mountain, because he has mountain stance. But for you, I put in crane stance, but I couldn't find a crane, so I did the next best thing. Chicken. Ha <laughs> I like it. All right, chicken stance. <laughs> nice. Chicken stance. I move over here. Okay. A flurry. Flurry Plus. of blows. It's like... Excuse me, excuse me. He's like putting his arm out to see if he can find his way. He's like, I'm half blind, but I can still uh, figure out how to flank. Although that of is a, that's miss. a miss. He was bedazzled. All right, let's try again. Someone hit you with a bedazzler. Maybe. A 16. Give me the uh, 20%. Give me the 20%. The 1d20. Let's see, let's see. Five or higher, five or higher. And you roll a 13. Yes, that's a hit. Seven points of damage, pretty good. Haha, -ha, my kung fu. Oh, the rabbit's like, ooh. It's like, like, like things around its head. And now it goes. And, um, hmm, it's surrounded. And it doesn't care. It has bloodlust. And it's hungry for Dougie. Yeah, go after that Dougie. You like that. What? 
16. Oh, that misses me. Eight. Do they get minuses for their second and third attack? Of course they do. And yeah, you got a minus five, oh, minus ten, and a four. He's God. like he's missing left and right. This rabbit's just like trying to go after you. Now you guys are totally surrounded. This thing, there's no chance that it can kill you. You're fine. I am going to gratuitously steal from Gomez's playbook and cast uh, Electric Arc. Well, first give me a one d twenty to see if you can even target it correctly. You might accidentally target, like, the wall. Seven. Okay, you hit. Seventeen. Half damage. So it takes two points of damage. Still alive. Okay, and with my third action, I'm going to move... I'm going to move on top no. of the beetle's body to keep it from escaping. Dougie. This, this rabbit seems to want to make Dougie stew out of you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to hit it with a hammer, and I just hope I don't hit somebody else who's standing nearby. That would be unfortunate. Oh, no! Minus one! He rolled a natural one. Wow. All right. Now, if I was really mean, I would actually see if you hit <sighs> someone else, but I'm not that mean. Oh, I don't mind rolling for that. 12 points of damage onto Basil or Gomez. You could kill Gomez if you accidentally crit him, I tell you, by just accidentally hitting him. So try again. Try again. See if All you right. hit that. Here you comes small like, attack number instead, two. Instead, you hit like the wall. Oh, oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. I'm just missing, missing, missing. Boom. Boom. Can he roll a Can he roll a twenty percent chance for the double negative? No, he he's gonna hit himself at this rate. <laughs> Get one more try. One more try. Come on, you can do it. You know it. Pick a pick a oh, oh my god, is that a negative eight? Did you really roll it? Oh an eighteen! Well, twenty percent miss chance. He thinks he he thinks after the first two critical misses he zeroed in on the buddy. But we gotta All see. D twenty. Yeah. Gotta D20, roll five or higher. Five or higher. Let's see. Oh did he get the bunny? Did he hit the bunny? Oh hit I the barely bunny. got a bunny. Nice. Smack that bunny. And it's dead. Oh my god! It is dead! Nice! Yes. Well, not dead, but, you know. I Out. filled it with self-doubt so that he's not going to attack anybody. The bunny is no more. An ex-bunny he shall be. Yeah, the bunny goes down. And you have two unconscious little animals. You should feel terrible. Now what? Yeah, um... I can just go out here and where where did we leave that guy? Can you refresh my memory, um, our zookeeper friend? Remy? Uh, oh, yeah. he's way in the northwest. He's he's getting all the animals and putting them in the shed. Oh, I'm gonna call him and say, Remy, we've got the bunny and the uh, beetle over here. When you're done. Oh, oh, good, good. Let me let me see, let me see. Uh oh, the penguin is facing me now. Yeah, the penguin is, uh... He's looking at you disapproving. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. That's <laughs> like a scary looking penguin. I'm going back in the building. So, after a minute, your uh, blindness goes away, and you can see again, and of course, Crane Stance wears off. Hooray! And he's in there, he goes, Oh, oh, this is, this is good. Let me see. Okay, I, I did an accounting, and from what I can tell, 
there's good news and there's bad news. The, the good news is there's only one animal left. The bad news is it's that bastard and he is by far the worst creature in this entire zoo. I mean, even we hate this thing. That's why we call him the bastard. So it's one of these things, it's called an uh, Ankarov. I don't know if you've heard of these things, but they're like these horse-sized burrowing creatures and they usually eat livestock and human flesh. Oh no. So they do this Is that thing. like a bug? Yeah, they're like these enormous oh, bugs. Yeah. yeah. They look like, you know, a really big Wait, horse, like a like a giant praying mantis almost. What's it's it an ankarok. It's oh, like a those ank eggs we used to call it. Ank egg? Yeah, oh, I'm sure we put. I'm sure that's not how you say yeah, it. Yeah, well, I... it's yeah. They they spit acid and they burrow underground. They're like these big worm creatures. Oh my god, enormous like animals! Mantis, right? They look. I know yeah. what that is now. But the big thing I'm gonna have to warn you, and we usually have it in this enclosure that's completely faced off with glass. It can spray acid in a huge cone, and that can probably kill every single one of you. So be very careful about that. Is the pen beyond these double doors where I'm standing? No, the, so the doors right above you, Dougie, that's where the owlbear was. And then to directly to the west is where the rust monster would hang out, and that was his oh. enclosure. And then the bastard's enclosure is the one all the way to the northwest. But he can be anywhere. Who knows where he got out? I mean, he, he can be right in front of those doors. You know what? Now I think I'm better. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna step outside because he I don't want to be in here in case he uh, he pops out right. those doors. Well, don't forget the chicken or the the bunny. I'm gonna take the bunny and the beetle, and I'll come back. The other ones look like they're okay. Hmm. All right, Lil Meng, you're a tank for this one. Well, I'm wondering if I can. This thing is an animal, right? Yes, it's an animal. Um. Do you I can an command an animal. Uh, do you have it? Uh, sure, but you know it's under influence. It's it's like talking to someone on uh, who's a meth head. I mean, <laughs> you, you, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no reasoning. Like, you can try, but yeah, it's tricky because it's unfriendly or hostile to me already. Yeah. Um. All right. Hold on. I'm going to peek through these doors. I'm just going to peek. You're going to peek? Yeah, to the north. It's it, Curiosity is killing the cat here. All right. What's to the west, did you say? It's to the northwest. Oh, to the east? That was the enclosure for some of these animals and the creatures that got through. In fact, that's where the hyenas were. That's where the snakes were. That's where pretty much most of the creatures, that's where Beaktooth is, is. So the creatures you've been fighting, if you notice, you see all the bars are rusted through. So somehow someone <clears throat> was rusting through the bars. And if you remember, there's also like mice and small animals that are all turned into statues. Like all over well, the place. What was the, uh, the rust monster's name? Was it Rusty? Rusty. Good, good. That's the right name. So you look up. And sure enough, that's the owlbear exhibit. And you see, to the northeast is a large steel barred enclosure. The floor is covered in dirty straw and its north and east walls painted with a crude mural of an evergreen forest. 
are in the vacant cage's west side. The bars appear to have been rusted through and then bent, leaving a wide opening. Along the room's west wall, next to the northmost set of doors, is a, a sturdy wooden desk and chair. And you also see two sets of double doors. Are there papers about this uh, desk? Like, can we tell who used this desk? Yeah, you actually see a little sign that says, please remove all metal items and place them here before visiting Rusty the <laughs> Rust Monster. So it looks like this is where people would check in anything metal uh, so that Rusty would not eat at them. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to listen at the door, see if I can hear any animal noises on the other side. You don't hear anything whatsoever. Okay, I will say that. I, I, did, I just checked. I didn't hear anything on the other well, side Meg, of the door. I think we should do a pincer movement on this one and attack it from multiple sides. Agreed. So that it's acid spray, which is a cone, will not hit both of us. And then we can get flanking. That is my suggestion. I, I, Did you go through that door? Well, no, no. I, I, I'm going to go out to that door. Uh, I don't want to be by myself. Could somebody go with Loading me? Loading up the crossbow and uh, standing geez. way back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's an enclosure. I can't go in there. Yeah, you can. It's uh, the, That's where the that's where the owlbear was. It's just the, the, the bars are all rusted through. You can go in there if you want. I think one person should open the door and then sort of open it as an action and then move away so that, you know, you don't want all of us to get caught in a spray of acid. I'll, I'll volunteer to open the door. Well, okay, but, alright, so we're going to do opposite ends of the room? Like, like, I don't see where you are right now, but okay, I'll stand so. here and open this door and then jump jump down here. Alright, step outside. Just go right outside, like outdoors, outside. Oh, you're, you're in this other room here? No. Go down. I don't know why you're Outside. I don't see your character. Where okay, but do you know where outside is? There's a lake. There's a. I, I, I know, but we can't. We these doors are closed, right? We haven't gone out there yet. You can open the doors. Yeah. If you want you me to open? Okay. Them. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh, you're all the way over there, huh? Yeah. So right next to here, there's like if I stand here, there's two doors in that big black area. So let me ask you, why did you choose to go all the way down there when there's like unopened doors up here? Well, I was thinking that if we attack at the same time, then oh, uh, you want to you want to open doors on other on both ends. Yeah, but Split you know, the party. I, okay, I like it. Well, I just don't want everybody getting hit by the acid spray. It's it's, it's a silly thing to do. That's what I'm saying. If everyone stands away, and I'll open this door. All right, I'll, all right. As long as you do that, then that that sounds. All right, good. stand back. I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna be trying to do something slick. All right, so I open this door and I jump over here. You open the door. You see a 10-foot-wide hallway that runs between the doors to the east and west. There is another set of double doors 25 feet to the west. To the north, a lattice of thick, dark wood and heavy wooden doors separate the hallway from the tiled enclosure beyond. Though the door hangs open, a wooden painting of Rusty the Rust Monster hangs on the wall to the south and a plaque beneath it informs patrons of the exhibit's rules. Dry blood cakes the ground in front of the door and trails away to the west. And How the heavy door... is the desk? It's open? It's a desk. Not too heavy. Could heavy. we use the desk 
Could we have like Dougie and Loman carrying the desk as a shield in case we get sur surprised with the acid? Yeah, sure. You can you can bring that desk over. Uh... All right, I go there. Okay. That is the Rust Monster exhibit. And you can see it's pretty funny. Um, everything in this room is wood. And you can see that there is rules where patrons can pay five copper pieces to buy an iron piton and hold it near the cage, letting Rusty eat it. <laughs> so you can, like, feed <laughs> it pieces of metal. It's like feeding lettuce to the giraffe. That's... So you feed pieces of iron pitons to the Is it com the, Do the pitons come in, like, a bubblegum machine that you put in uh, coins and you yeah, turn the sure. crank and the yeah. pitons drop yeah. down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like feeding at the zoo, exactly. Okay, so... You guys go through this door. I'm going to go around over here. And, so, uh, Dougie, you go to that other door, and on that door, there is a large sign that says, No Entrance, oh, in large no... red letters. Oh, so I won't have a key. Okay, never mind. All right, I'll open up this door. Are, are you really opening? Are you guys ever, everyone ready? Nope, not ready. I, I'm going over here. No, what are you talking about going over there? Get the I, fuck I, back I, I, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right okay, here. You, well, you go ahead. You open it. You open no, it. No, I'm not going to open the door and fucking fight this thing by myself. Are the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not going to help at all. You you go in by yourself. Uh, uh, all right. And, we're and done with the adventure. We're done with the adventure. We've we've done everything as far as we're going to go. <laughs> this this rusty cage. Is that, is You're so the easily part, tweaked. The, oh, my God. No, I'm not. I'm not tweaked, but I'm ready dude, to be dude, done. Dude, I, I I am a range striker that is taking cover behind a corner. That I like to like collapse. It's not. I'm not. I'm not gonna abandon you it'll be okay i just don't like like we were discussing earlier when that cone bathes an entire hallway in acid i would prefer not to be there for that initial let me make my suggestion way. again can we take the desk and set it up as a barrier right in front like right by the door definitely open the door and then duck down behind the desk in case it blasts acid yes let's do that i mean we'll i'm willing that. to do it except i'm right. very strong i got like a 10 i'm very strength. strong i will personally lift the desk and bring it over there does it fit through the door? <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you guys do the old moving a couch maneuver. Like, a little bit up. No, my, my side up. No, your side left. No, my left. Right, okay. Don't scratch the wall. <laughs> you're, you're messing up the paint. <laughs> exactly. And there it is. You have a desk in front of the door. So someone's going to have to... Yeah, there we go. Low man going to have to like jump onto the desk, kick open the door, and then jump back. That's what I do. Are you ready? Of course, it creates difficult terrain getting into the room, but that's... That's all right. I got a loaded crossbow. That's all yeah, I need. We'll figure that out when we come to it. I don't think Dougie even picked up his crossbow. No, I'm not freaking doing two points again. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. There it is. There it is. Draw it out. Draw it to <laughs> shallow. What, what, is the, what is the die damage yeah. of the crossbow? What is the die damage 1d10. 1d10? So, so would your attitude be different if you rolled a 10 instead? It would be different, yeah, I would. Low red glazed lanterns cast this room in crimson and shadow. To the north, a large plain of thick crystal walls, often enclosure of glazed tile, with a door of the same translucent material inside the wall. Inside the exhibit, the walls, which are painted to resemble subterranean tunnels filled with giant arthropods, 
have been scarred in long streaks as if dissolved by acid. Actual half-dissolved human corpses cover the floor of the observation area, while inside the enclosure, a small human child sits weeping with its back to the closed door. Oh, also in front of you is the bastard, and it is enormous and sees you and rages. That's horrible. What a bastard. Roll for combat! You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.